are listening to the Human Care Podcast, part of the Invisible Not Broken Network. I'm your host, Eva Minkoff. On this show, I have candid conversations about chronic illness with both patients and practitioners. In other words, humans like you and me. I'm also the founder of Wellacopia, the matching site for healthcare relationships. Visit wellacopia.com to connect with your ideal medical or wellness practitioners. Today's episode is part two with Clorinda Wally, the president of the Good Days organization. Good Days provides financial assistance to patients so that they don't have to choose between access to medicine they need and affording everyday living. Since 2003, Good Days has provided more than 800,000 grants and helped more than 500,000 people with access to healthcare resources. Basically, they're angels. In addition to working in healthcare for over 20 years, Clorinda is a chronic illness warrior herself with ulcerative colitis, enteropathic arthritis, and more recently, endometriosis and migraines. In part two of our conversation, Clorinda talks about doing doing the small things, the easy things, basically anything being better than nothing when it comes to taking care of yourself. She also tells us about her experience with good days and some tear-provoking stories about people whose lives were changed thanks to the organization. Before we get started, a reminder that all conversations and health claims on this podcast are based on individual experiences and expertise. Everyone has their own personal and professional truths and should be treated as such. Okay, let's get started. So I have ulcerative colitis and enteropathic arthritis. And just for fun, endometriosis and migraines decided to, you know, to join the party. So, you know, I'm, you know, pain isn't, pain isn't new to me. I think the thing that bothered me most or like that gave me the most anxiety is never knowing what tomorrow's going to bring. And I, I think that the way that I finally learned to cope with it is to know it, like is to come, come to the understanding that, you know, something new might happen tomorrow, be prepared. And like everything else, we'll figure it out. And, you know, we might not figure it out on the first round, but, you know, if it takes a while, it takes a while. And you know, in, in the in the grand scheme of, of autoimmune diseases, I think I won the lottery. Um, like I told you, my sister has lupus, and my brother with psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis, and uh, all, all these, my grandmother died from complications of type one diabetes. And like you know, I learned I I I have nothing truly to to complain about. He, I my sister on a daily basis, um, something new can happen. You know, her her disease affects every organ in her body. And so one day it could be her heart or her, or her liver or her skin. Uh, and, you know, together we, we just kind of say, okay, all right, what's next? Um, and, you know, and what can we do to, to, to kind of help? And, you know, one of the things I've, I've learned that helped me is if eating right and exercise and, and both mental exercise and physical exercise helped. Um, when, when you're taking all of these steroids, you have, you have bone loss. It's, it just comes with the territory. Um, 
Well, the counter to bone loss is exercise, is, 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 is weightlifting. So even when it hurt, I did it um, and it helped. And it not, it not only helped me physically, it helped me mentally um, just to kind of to move past the pain. Early on, I found, especially with the arthritis and, and like with my feet, it hurt so bad I didn't want to move, but then I would be stuck. So then walking became harder, moving became harder. And so I highly encourage anyone out there, if you can do, I don't care if it's, if you're just setting daily goals, if today I walked, you know, around the house once, tomorrow try to do it twice. And it's not, you, you can't, you, you know, you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's little to little. Like you, when, you, when you try to look at everything that's happening in, in, in your life and everyone involved in it, it, bec it becomes too much. And so make, you know, make your goals like this. Just, just something that's easy to do, you know, get off the couch and, and do this. Or if you, if, if you're, if you're bound to sit down, if you, if you can't move, if you can use your hands, then use your hands. Um, just do, do something every day and it'll become easier. I'm really glad that you said that because it's something that I, I try to put out there as much as possible too. And I understand that it can seem impossible at times. Um, but as you said, if, if you can do, do, and there is so much more that we can do that we don't really think about. It's sort of, I equate it to gratitude. Like when things are really shitty and you know that like you're, you're told, oh, you should be, uh, feel gracious about X, Y, and Z. It's like, but no, everything's falling apart in my life, but no, there's always something that you can have gratitude for, even if it's like your comfy socks, you know? Right. And, and just like movement, there's always something, I mean, I, I guess there may be certain exceptions to this, but generally speaking, um, everyone can move in some way a little bit. Yes. Taking it bit by bit and expanding on that. People with fibro all the time ask me how I work out because, because um, I do all the time. And first of all, uh, for me, you know, I, luckily I am able, but it's actually more so I have to, I feel like I mean, when I don't work out, my pain is so much worse, so much worse. Uh, and so I just encourage people to take it one step at a time and probably find a professional to help them do that. But just itty bitty steps. Uh, so I have a, a coworker um, that works here at Good Days and her name is Grace and she has fibromyalgia. And there's not a moment in the day where she's not in pain. And you know, she tells me all the time, she, she'll come to work three hours a day um, or, you know, sometimes too, um, but it's important for her to be here. And what she said is by, by helping people, uh, being on the phone with them, it puts her, it takes her out of the mental state to always think about the pain she's in, and it refocuses her energy on something else. It, um, and you, you know, and she's always with a smile on her face. And it, it's just, it's, a, she's a, she's a bright spot in my life to, to, to just look at her and think, you know, in, in all that she does, she's doing it for others. And so it, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me and, and I'm so happy to know her. Uh, she sounds wonderful. I, it's, uh, it's true that caring for others and, and being selfless is one of the best triggers for happiness and, and well-being, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, it seems that you did the same in, in, in with good days and building that as part of your life. 
So, yeah, you know, and this is an incredible organization. And I was fortunate enough um, to start here of July. So I had Jackson in July, and that's when I was, you know, all of the problems started getting worse and worse. I started in the organization that October. Um, the founder of the company had Crohn's disease, and he's kind of what led me to the path of finding the appropriate doctor. And, you know, he was very understanding and knowing that on my way to the office, I might have to stop 15 times to go to, to, to find a, a restroom. And he was very understanding if I was late to something, he knew, he, he knew because he's lived it and he was living it. And what I, what I love about this organization is our, 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 our mission is to try to provide more good days. I know the organization used to be called Chronic Disease Center. But as we talked to people, you would hear them and they would talk to us and, well, today wasn't such a good day or today was a great day, today was a good day. And so we kind of coined it after the people that we serve um, and kind of just changed it to, to good days. And our sole desire is to provide more good days to people. And we do that um, uh, fundamentally just by providing financial assistance. And so, you know, being sick, you're, you're, if, I, you know, we talked about this before, it's like, it's a relief to find out you're not crazy, that there is something wrong with you, like you, you feel validated. Yeah, um, but how crushing is it if somebody said to you, you have ulcerative colitis, uh, the treatment that's going to make your quality of life better is $2,000 a month, unreachable. And so you go from this, this feeling of like, almost like this, this weight is lifted off your shoulders to now you've, you've got a mountain that you're never going to be able to cross. And so we exist to remove that barrier um, because, you know, no one wants to get sick. No one wants to get sick. And, you know, the last thing you need is to, to be sick and not afford the treatment that can either save your life or improve the quality of your life. And so we, we want to help remove those barriers um, and provide people with more good days. You know, and you know, as we talk to people, everyone wants more time, more time to love, more time to be loved, more time to experience things in life. And you know, I, I think that as an organization, you know, that's, that's what we, we focus on and we want to provide more good days. I'm the daughter of somebody that we helped who passed away. And she said, you know, I'm writing because I want to thank you. My, my, um, my father was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. And he was prescribed medication that was completely outside of anything that we could ever afford. And someone told us about good days. And within minutes, um, Good Days was able to provide us assistance. And what you gave to my father was more than money. You gave him the opportunity to see his grandchildren born. You gave him the opportunity to see some graduate. And you know, you you gave us a gift that couldn't could never be repaid. And so you know, that's 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 why we're here. And we we want to have the ability to allow people to have those moments um you know and he he lived 10 years with the help of that medication um otherwise the, it, it would have been months 
And so it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling um, to be able to, to do that for people. And again, I'm in a very fortunate position to, to be able to, to get to know them. And so, you know, I, I develop relationships with, with, with the people that we serve and they become part of our family. You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough um, to know uh, this uh, wonderful lady who she's, she um, needed help with uh, her non-small lung cancer medication and was never a smoker. And I was there when she um, started on assistance with Good Days. And I was fortunate enough to, to be at her bedside the day that she passed away. And you know, what a, a beautiful life and a, and a beautiful woman. Her name was Josie. And, and now her daughter is like my sister. Uh, you, it, it's very personal to us. Every, everything that we do is very, very personal. And every person we talk to, it, it, it's meaningful to us. And even if we can't help them, you know, it's our desire to find someone who can. You know, it's not only about um, financial support, you know, as, as you know, you know, psychosocial support. And sometimes it's hard to talk about that. Um, but sometimes you just want to hear somebody say, that's normal. Like what you're experiencing is normal. Like, you know, there are so many different things. I used to get this, this, these weird things where I would, like if I was typing, and my wrists would like, you know how they kind of sit on the on the, the desk when you're typing? I would get these weird lumps. If I wore a ring, I would get these weird lumps. Anywhere my skin touched, like my shoe, like the, the tennis shoe where the tongue hits your ankle, I would develop these weird lumps. It was the craziest thing. And you know, the doctors still to this day don't understand what that was. Um, but you know, it would have been like just talking to someone to say, okay. You know, you may not know what it is, but it's happened to other people. You you, you wanna you wanna feel feel as normal as you can. Um, but you know, but back to to, to good days. I was I was very fortunate to to land in an organization that helps people who suffer from chronic and life altering disease. And uh, you know, I have ulcerative colitis. Our COO has Crohn's disease. The founder had Crohn's disease. It's top down. You know, I I've, I've always said that you know if my grandmother needed help. I would want her to call good days. Like when you speak with any one of us here, it, it, well care. And you know, it's, 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 and it's sad. Um, because again, you know, some of the, some of the diagnoses that we help with um, will, will, will end. And, you know, and so you, you have to, you have to have the ability to be able to emotionally take that. Um, again, you know, we I've been here and, and developed um, some some really strong um, friendships, and and I've been fortunate enough to be in their lives. And um, you know, again, I talked about Josie, um, and, I, and I was there to to you know to be with different families, and you know, we also help with or um, rare disease that deal with children. You know, and, and, you know, one of my worst fears, like, you know, one of the things we talked about is my autoimmune disease is genetic. So it's very likely that one or all of my children are going to develop something. And you know, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. And, you know, again, I think children are resilient and, and they'll get through it. But, you know, I don't, I don't want that to be a part of their, a, a part of their path. 
nothing I can do about it. Um, but you know that you know I hate that. We, I won't know. You can do all the tests in the world, but you don't know what's going to manifest. Again, it manifested in my brothers and sisters all differently. Um, but you know that's always something that I, that I am concerned with. Um, but at least I guess I know how to handle it now. Um, yeah. Yeah, you said something earlier uh, that the you had fear in not knowing what's coming, but that you've adjusted to it by uh, preparing for the fact that you're not going to know, and that yes. you and, and remind yourself that you can get through it, and that is such a good way to look at a situation like this. I mean, technically, none of us know what's going to happen to us ever. Um, I promise you, that is guaranteed. Yeah, but it is it is particularly hard when it's likely that something could happen and but we still don't know if and when. Um, yeah, and I think about that even just generally with children. Like I don't have children yet. I hope to in a relatively short period of time. Um, and I don't know who they're gonna be, what's gonna happen to them, and it terrifies me, but um I mean, that's, I guess, why I married a partner that I knew we, we were the type of partner, we have the type of partnership we can get through anything where I, that's how I feel. But uh, that's all you can do is think about ways in which you can prepare yourself to be the strong person that you have the capacity to be. Yeah. And, you know, like one of the things I will say is just breathe. Yeah. You don't have to take it on all at, all at once. Um and so, you know, I used to like, you know, wake up in the morning and just think, okay, what's it going to be today? You know, and you, 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 you kind of know when you're stepping out of bed, okay, to, you know, what hurts? I'm kind of like doing the self-evaluation. Head to yeah. head. Okay, you know, I, I got this. Um, but yeah, it's certainly one thing for, for you to go through it and, and a whole nother story when you're watching someone you love. Because um, again, you, you, as much as you want to help, um, there's, there's not a whole lot we can do, but just be there to comfort and to, to guide if, if, if asked. And, and to love. Like you said, with the men on the wall behind you, the uh, I feel like people listening to this podcast don't really understand. I, I, maybe I'll talk about just what I'm looking at right now, but there are, actually you describe it, it's like men. Yeah, there, there is like people and it, it looks like they have this rope and, and they're, they're climbing a, a, a rock wall. Um, and they're all at, at different stages. So, you know, some are higher up, some are lower down. And again, as you're looking at them, you might believe that they're all climbing the wall, when in reality, um, some might be coming down from the wall and others are there just to take the journey with you um, so they can provide support or catch you. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, maybe you don't need to give someone advice or do something for someone, but you're there as to catch them. You're there as that support system. So great, great analogy. I love it. Um... Thanks for listening to another episode of the Human Care Podcast, part of the Invisible Not Broken Podcast Network. If you haven't already, please take the next 30 seconds to do these three things. Hit our subscribe button, leave feedback with a review, and share this episode with a loved one. Don't forget to check out our official Invisible Not Broken Network Facebook group, Please join us in our community conversations where you can ask questions, connect with fellow Invisible Illness peers, and make suggestions for the podcast. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash Invisible Not Broken. And this link will, of course, be in the show notes. 
Also, if you ever want to submit a question or suggestion directly, feel free to send an email to chronicillnesspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in and being part of our mission to transform healthcare into human care. Thank you.